In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. We always use Smiley One. That's a great place to go. All right, so I want to pick up on where we left off in the first segment, and then I want to tell you, uh, then I want to hear your top 10 names. But this is a great story that we heard last night, uh, or last night, last week. Frank Stams was on the show. I don't know if you heard the story. This is unbelievable. Frank Stams is playing for the Rams, and he's in Los Angeles. And the Browns are looking at him, trying to figure out if there's a way to get him to come to Cleveland. He's playing in a game. He walks off the field. It must have been during training camp. And during training camp, he's walking off. And you know how reporters start talking. And he says, this guy comes over and grabs me. And he starts asking me a million questions. And they're not like regular football type questions like, hey, what's it like to be a linebacker? And, you know, what's the scheme you're using here? The guy was asking like psychological questions to him. (laughs) And he was a reporter. And, uh, you know, so he didn't think anything of it. And they, you know, they weren't, it wasn't a big deal, but he thought, wow, these are some really weird questions. He goes back in the locker room. He gets a call from his agent later that night. And they were like, Hey, Frank Cleveland wants you. And he was like, are you serious? I get a chance to come home. The guy played for St. B, you know, he played for Notre Dame. So it was just, he was like, yeah, yeah, whatever it takes. Can I go back to Cleveland? I'd love to. And he goes, okay, let me see what we can do here. So Bill Belichick brings Frank Stamps back to Cleveland. They trade for him and they bring him back. And he goes, hey, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come here. This is an opportunity of a lifetime to let me play for the Cleveland Browns, my hometown team. Right. And Belichick says to him, yeah, that's that's cool. He goes, hey, I, I, I want to show you something. And he goes, what? He goes, you see that guy over there? He goes, you recognize him? He goes, nah, I got, I have no idea. Guy walks over to him and he goes, hey, George Kokinas, nice to meet you again. And he goes, what do you mean again? He goes, yeah, last week I was in Los Angeles. I was posing as a reporter. And I was psych- I was seeing what you were all about before we traded for you. Is that that, that is that not Bill Belichick? Is that, that is unbel- is that a that, great story? That is the George Kokina story that we're allowed to tell. That is correct. You're right. You are 100 percent right. All right, Daryl, fire away. Give me some of these names. So uh, we've been uh, talking behind the scenes uh, about the name of the podcast quite a bit, right? Right, and, and we're not happy so- that Buffalo, who we play this week is now has it's always game day in Buffalo and Cincinnati now has it's always game day in Cincinnati because those guys couldn't come up with an original idea nothing against probably the folks that are hosting those shows and I'm sure it's whoever their program director was who's like oh Poobah thinks this is a good idea maybe we should call them all it's all game day in I think there's I think there's like six of them now or something I no don't please don't tell me there are six I've different I've, I've lost count there's so many so <sighs> all right I Did have you- the top 10 rejected new it's always game day in Cleveland podcast names here we go oh so these are possibilities for the future Yes, but they've been rejected. We can't oh, use okay. them. Okay, I got can't you. use them. Okay, uh, we've we've already been told no. Okay. Oh, okay. Me. Good. Go. Okay. Good. <laughs> Our crack number staff 10. is Yes, number ten. Off season champions. <laughs> Off season champions. A no. No, go. that d- didn't make the cut, huh? Did not make the cut. Number nine, hash browns. That's not bad. Did I don't not think that's make a bad the cut, idea. Though. If it came with ham and eggs, we'd be good. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Number eight, orange, brown, and torture. <laughs> what were you thinking also, when you thought of that one? Yes. Did not make the cut. Wow, I thought uh, it had I was thinking 39 17. 
Uh, it's a tie. Thank you, Mike. Uh, number seven, doggone it. Dog Someone's going to steal that one. Someone is going to use that one somewhere down the road. Again, these are top 10 uh, rejected. rejected. It's yes. always game day in Cleveland. Brown's podcast names. Number okay. six, Browning down. What were you thinking when you were doing these names? Seriously, you had nothing to do, and you're like, I'm just going to sit around and come up with some really, really bad names for the podcast? Also could go down in Brown. How about just straight Brown? Uh, here's a little Brown. How about of... Brown on the ground? <laughs> we fall in and can't get up. Yes. Um, <clears throat> a little takeoff of how the West was won, right? Yes. Yes. How losing is fun. <laughs> that is your worst one so far. Oh, trust me. Some of these are. How many more do we have left? Is, is, is this a hundred or 10? Number four. Number oh, four rejected. It's always game day in Cleveland. Uh, podcast name shot down. Waiting since '64. Okay, that's but that's legit. You probably someone's going to do that. Someone will steal that idea. That's a stolen idea. Uh, number three, cardiac arrest. Oh, bro, would not go over well, right? <clears throat> Especially for uh, the kids. Yeah. Uh, number two, mathematically alive. Oh, I thought of it the other way. I'm with such a negative attitude. I thought you were going to say mathematically eliminated. No, mathematically alive. Okay. And the number one rejected podcast name for us. Yeah. It's always depressing in Cleveland. Daryl, you have outdone yourself. Uh, you've done a lot of work on this show, and by far, this is the worst work you've done so far. <laughs> Take a victory and, lap. And thank you for completely understanding the bit. I dipped into the well of so bad, it's good. That's the well I dipped into. Unlike the Browns, who are just so bad, they're bad. I Correct. Went so bad, it's good. So it's so bad that Meredith normally probably would have popped in on this, but since she's been a little bit under the weather, she probably didn't even want to hop in on this. Yeah, it was I, that bad. I, she I doesn't want to be I, I affiliated with this her. in any way, shape, or form. But I think waiting since '64, actually, that was a legit one. Like that one. I mean, that's a semi-legit. Same with mathematically alive. I mean, the Browns are still mathematically alive right now. They're on the bubble, according to NFL.com, at three and six. Yeah, but what's the percentage? Like six? Um, it's got to be five or six right now. Because it was I, eight. I, I think it was eight. And then it was 15 after they beat Cincinnati. And had they won last week, this week, and next week, it would have been 74%, according to 538, if you go back and look at the numbers from last week. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. And it was probably the most embarrassing thing. I think that was the the biggest tone of our show today was just how people are like, how could you play that bad with all that time off and be so flat and like have no answer and not be able to stop the run? And and just, is Miami that good? And that's the other question, because if you look at them against some of the teams the Browns have already played, you're like, ah, is that, what team are we watching? Or are well, they just getting better every week? You know, I mean, they do, they do have two of the top five wide receivers in the league. They didn't need them, but they do have them. What is startling to me when I watch the National Football League, which does I don't include the Browns in this, okay, is how every other team in the league can use their talent and their skill guys, mm -hmm. and those players are great. 
And when the Browns get great players, it's a struggle bus every week to use their guys, right? Mm-hmm. We're always complaining about Nick Chubb's use and Kareem Hunt's use and Amari Cooper's use. And, you know, uh, on the you know defensive side, you know, why can't they free up Miles Garrett more? You know, I just it it's befuddling to me when I consistently watch around the league. Coaches have no problem getting the ball to their playmakers and putting their guys in positions to be successful. And then I watch the Browns. And at times it's like I'm watching a different sport. And I it just it and it, it it's unfortunate, you know, because I, I really thought with Stefanski here that tide was turning. And now they're they're just back to doing what they've they've always done. And that is they're they're blowing leads. They're not playing complete games. One week the offense is on, but the defense isn't. When the you know the the, the defense has been on, it had a game where the defense was on, but the offense wasn't. The offense has played above expectation this year. I mean, it it really is mind numbing how consistently bad the Browns are, and how now I am convinced that 2020 was the outlier. 2020 was the exception to the rule. It wasn't going to be the new norm that we saw when they won 11 and five. It, that was the exception to the rule um, because the, the Browns are just basically back to being what they've always been in this expansion era. And that is losing. They're three and six. They are uh, six and eleven over their last seventeen games. So I think that's dating back to last year. I think that's a fair sample size. And Kevin Stefanski, since starting off that blistering fourteen and six, right? We were all ready to build the statues outside of First Energy Stadium. They were when they went three and one to start the following season, coming off the playoff year, right? They won the three straight after losing uh, at Kansas City. We're all ready to build the statues, and then just everything falls apart. And he's eight and fourteen since that point. So is, yeah, I hear is, you. I it know. feels is, that way. No, is I, it a coaching I, thing? Is it a culture thing? Is it the building? Do people just get stupid when they arrive in the building and start drinking the water or using the restrooms or eating the food or the whatever? Are nice. I will say that they're nice. I, I just, I, I don't know because they've had a lot of really good people go through that building. Brian Dable, look what he's doing with the, the New York football giants right now. Kyle Shanahan, the success that he had uh, with the, the San Francisco 49ers who, quite frankly, couldn't wait to get the hell out of here because Johnny football got shoved on him. Right. Uh, and let's I, not forget who's running the, the Vikings right now. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, Kwesi goes up to uh, Minnesota and all of a sudden look, looky, looky here, looky here. And Oh joy. The and team by the way, we just beat, beat the bills here. The team that they just beat in overtime. That's who the Brownies get next week. Great. All right. Let's, let's do this. Let's take another time out. And then we're going to open up the mailbag. You're listening to it's always game day in Cleveland back after the 